Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by Plaza Managing Director and industry veteran Peter Heath. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you and, and whereabouts are you joining us from? I'm joining you from home, um, which is um, in, in some would describe in the West Country, but I live near Bath, um, which is a very beautiful part of the country. And I'm doing well, thank you. Very well indeed. Very excited about the, the show, which is coming up very shortly. Excellent. Yes, so the upcoming Plaza show, which takes place at Olympia London from the 5th to the 7th of September, is now, at the time of recording this, uh, less than a couple of weeks away. So how busy are you at the moment, Peter? What's been going on? How have you, uh, how have you found the process of putting this show together this year? Um, but it's real challenging, very exciting. So you can imagine that normally planning Plaza shows are a kind of 10-month process, there or thereabouts we're trying to do it in 10 weeks um so it's it's exciting it's challenging and of course with additional uh hoops to jump through because of covid um it adds another flavor and dimension to it absolutely i mean how how uh how busy a period has it been as you just said they're trying to get a a show together in in a really a matter of weeks when in, in in a normal year let's say you would have had several more months to put it together how have you how have you quite literally gone about making this happen and, well I, I think the process we have in place is which um, is a process that's been used for many years um, it all starts with the previous year's show and and hopefully the success of that show and people making a commitment at that show to say yeah I'm coming back next year um, which, of course, at the end of 2019, they did. And at the end of 2019 show, we said the great news is we're moving out of the National Hall and we're going to go into the Grand Hall, which is considerably bigger. And during the years of 2016 to 2019, we had grown our audio audience and our audio participation. We had tipped a little bit more into the AV market and, um, and there was growth pretty much in every area of the show. So when we walked away from 2019, we had good momentum to have a really cracking first year in the Grand Hall in 2020, and then COVID arrived. So at that time, people were hanging on saying, well, 2020 will still happen. 2020 will still happen. 2020 will still happen. And, it, and of course, we know it didn't. And at that time people's commitment dropped off for, for obvious reasons. They had businesses to run. There were real people issues. There were real challenges just at every level of their organization. So, um, and, and we tried a couple of false starts, if you like, and they were false because just as we were about to go live and restarting the, the process of the show, um, Boris came out and shut us down and, and shut the country down. And that happened twice. So we really, really didn't start um, selling the show and putting the show together until April, April or May of this year. Wow. Um, of course, there were a few things that were still there. So there were a number of exhibitors who had made a commitment in 2019 to, to be there. And very fortunately, I'm delighted that they are still there. Having said that, um, trying to fill the Grand Hall um, has been a, a monumental task and, and not surprising because 
of the condition of the of the industry. And that's even um, with us collaborating this year with the ABTT. And the reason that we're collaborating with the ABTT is, is very simple. At the, um, at the end, after, after at the beginning of 2020, when, when uh, COVID hit and we thought that we were going to be coming back, um, we thought it might be a good idea to, to speak to, to ABTT and say, well, look, to, to save our exhibitors um, additional cost, uh, additional time, additional, um, additional organisational um, challenges, why don't we combine the show? So it's one dateline, it's one show, but you can have your audience and Plaza can have its audience and hopefully they might even come together. So after much discussion with the ABTT, they agreed that they would come into this year's show with us. So we're hopeful that that will be a successful partnership. Excellent. I mean, what has what has the appetite been like for, for the show this year? Because, of course, there have been huge obstacles and there's still, uh, you know, people that are going to be uncertain about attending events or traveling and there's all kinds of covid related concerns that still exist but what kind of willingness have you seen in the market for people to actually be out at a trade show again in person whether that be as an exhibitor or as a an attendee what has the response been like since announcing that the show was definitely going to take place this year um there was a there was um, a really healthy appetite that was that was countered by the fact that cash um, is is a huge challenge. COVID is a huge challenge, um, and the COVID challenges are around movement of people and goods from from uh, Europe and from other parts of the world. So the international presence has certainly um, been muted this year because of COVID. Um, having said that, there are still some people who have committed to to travel internationally to be there. At this from, uh, from a, a registration appetite for people to, to come along um, was certainly was certainly very strong. That has certainly levelled off now as we get closer towards the show, um, and it will be interesting to see how many of those people who pre-registered actually show up. We we know we know how many normally show up in a normal year, but this is not a normal year. No, absolutely. Um, I mean for. For people that were there at the last show in uh, 2019, um, what what would this year's show look like uh, on on an exhibitor front? So, how you, you mentioned uh, previously that the pro audio element of the show had increased in the previous years leading up to 2020, um, is that still something that will be in evidence at this year's show? Will there be uh, a healthy pro audio? presence there what kind of split have you seen in the types of exhibitors that are that are likely to be there so the the mix will probably remain about the same albeit there are uh, fewer exhibitors this year of course um but the the way that the pro audio area was growing is that we were growing um into providing audio lounges for manufacturers um, to to um, show their products in a particular way where they didn't need you know spaces to play loud audio um, 
we still have some of that, but not as much as we uh, would have had if, if we didn't have had COVID. Um, so, yeah, the mix is about the same. The support from, from all those areas of the industry have been really quite strong. Um, and for those people who, who are unable to exhibit this year, it, there's, it's, it's not been based upon, well, I came to the show in 2019 and I didn't like it or it didn't fulfill my requirements. It's all about the situation they find themselves in due to COVID. Of course. So we, we, are, we are hoping that, that um, when people come to the show, it will give them confidence to, to review their position and hopefully they'll have had time to do some recovery so they'll come back next year. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, of course, international participation in the show is, is, is going to be affected because of, because of the pandemic. Has that resulted in an increase in the amount of domestic uh, exhibitors and attendees that you've seen? Has there been a, a tendency from some of those to, that, that may not have exhibited in previous years or maybe not, not done so for a few years to see this as an opportunity to engage uh, with the market in a way that they won't be able to with, potentially with, with other international shows? A, f- a few, N- nothing, not a, not a big enough um, sample to go, well, that is because of, you know, th- those people are here because those international people can't travel. So there's, there's, there's been a few. Um, and, and of course we, we welcome, we welcome them as we welcome, um, we welcome everybody. And at the show this year, we, we plan to have a, a, a really buoyant mix of things for people to do. So quite apart from the exhibitors who hopefully will have a good opportunity to, to do what they do at the show, which is, is to create business opportunities. And we have our seminar program, which is um, really popular uh, and normally attended by about 35% of the people who attend the show. So um, we've got a really good calendar and a really good seminar program running across the three days. And we've got different environments that we're running this in. So, for example, we have a straightforward seminar theatre. We have a live stage this year, which a part of the time that will be used as a place to deliver other content other than live music. And we also have um, a space, a room, which is being um, populated by DMB and, and their immersive audio system. Uh, and we'll use that to deliver content as well. So people can go into different locations to get a different experience, but also get as much information about the industry uh, and other elements as they need. So there's there's, plen- there's plenty going on. Excellent. So, yeah, lo- lots of stuff going on, not just solely on the exhibition floor. Um, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. I mean, with... Of course, you said things like attendance is going to be slightly lower this year. This is almost, uh, in essence, uh, setting the groundwork in some ways for future Plaza shows now, because after 2020, it has been a case of almost sweeping the boards and trying to build again, waiting for things to open up. How how confident are you that this will set something of a of a new platform on which the show can build on for 2022, 23, and so on? If if you know, provided we carry on in the direction we're going with, with restrictions and that they don't come in again. Are there signs that in the next two to three years, we will see that kind of return to where things were before? Obviously people may not be able to attend for uh, 
due to travel restrictions and uh you know covid reasons and things like that but has it been an encouraging process in putting this together and seeing that there is an appetite for this to come back in a in a very strong way it's just that it might take a couple of years to get there yes i i believe so um the our industry um is an industry that enjoys um this type of event and trade shows and gets great benefit from it and um, we're a very um um sociable industry in the sense that we like face-to-face um, um, and we like we like seeing our people and seeing the people that we're that, that we're doing business with I think what's encouraging is that the UK government um, since brexit are are looking at ways that they can help and support that not only in the UK but support UK manufacturers and businesses to expand their their um, businesses abroad so I think there's so there's there's the industry itself which I believe wants this type of um, event to happen um, and and then you add the fact that the the UK government are trying to do some things to help and support that so I believe so yeah I believe in a couple of years time we'll be looking back and going um, hasn't it changed and not been a much better place Fantastic. And um, this is also evident. This is also evident. If you look at one area of the show, which is the Innovation Awards, um, we have not record entries this year, but we have um, substantial entries this year, which is testament to the manufacturers who, throughout COVID who kept their R&D going um, in order to bring new technology and, and um new products to the market. So when we are fully functioning again, and whether you are in a theatre on a, in, in, in a, in a, uh, working in, in an orchestral environment, working in a rock and roll environment, you have got no end of products to aid your production, to make sure that production could be the possibly the best it could, sorry, it could be the best it, it possibly can. And, and give those, um, visitors and paying customers a great experience yeah absolutely and outside of the show what can you tell us about plaza's activities over the past well say the past year past 18 months now um how has how has plaza been working for its members what kind of uh opportunities and, and benefits has it been offering the membership during this time because there is as we know so much more to plaza than 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 just the show itself. Well, I think the first thing is that um, Clark Plaza as a as a member member organisation, um, I think we're quite unique in the sense that we the the money that we that the company generates through membership and through the commercial products is circular, so it stays within the industry. The, the the way that we've been trying to support the members and the industry over the last 16 months um, has been a lot of work with We Make Events. Plaza initiated We Make Events along with some, some of our close colleagues and friends within the industry. And that has grown enormously into uh, something that we, we never envisaged. And, you know... The, 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 the thank yous go out to everybody who's supported We Make Events, the, the We Make Events campaign. Now, what we tried to do with We Make Events was to uh, get the government to understand 
what our industry, whether that be cultural, whether that be from a technology point of view, because all those things are under threat. So we'll, we're world beat, um, world beaters in technology, and we needed the government to understand this. So We Make Events was focusing on lobbying, trying to get the government to understand, as well as raising funds for people who really needed it. Um, and I think if we were part and parcel of the pressure that went on the government to amend some of the, the, the rules they set out on furlough, on the cultural relief fund, on grants, etc., then I'm delighted that we had some kind of influence. Yeah. Separate to We Make Events, separate, separate to We Make Events, there's a number of other things that we've been doing um, for our members. So we, we have um, kept them up to date on things like IR35, And, and run some, we, we ran, in fact, two Plaza online events. These were four or five day events that we, that were just online. And there we were inviting members and, and non-members to come along to HR information, financial information, economic information from a, from the, from a, uh, the country's point of view. We were looking at Brexit. And the impacts of Brexit, we were helping people to apply for their cultural relief fund. Uh, we were doing um, seminars on UKCA, which is the new version of the Kite Mark, which now needs to be done for products that are coming into the UK. So we've been doing an awful lot of that work, as well as trying to help and support people um, who are part of the National Rigging Certificate. Well, so lots of stuff going on there. With Plaza and beyond, an awesome beyond amount of stuff uh, with uh, with limited resource as well, just like everybody else. Yeah, well, I mean, we make events. Is you know, it's been a huge campaign. It, it's it's caught lots of national attention, and and it's been an incredible movement for bringing together people from across the industry who have really been hit hard by the by the pandemic. Um, so, w what do you have? Do you have any further plans for the We Make Events campaign or now that things have kind of opened up a little bit? Is that where, is that the point you were hoping to reach with We Make Events to make sure that until that point, the industry was properly looked after and protected or are there still plans in place for, 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 you know, for, for more work essentially for, for, for yeah. more benefits and more opportunities for the, for those in the sector that have been most, uh, most heavily impacted? Yeah, I think when we started We Make Events, there was no, there was no kind of end goal. There wasn't a kind of a date that said, okay, we'll, we'll wrap this up. And, and as time has gone on, clearly there, there are things which are still not finished. So the government still don't fully understand us. Um, and the, one of the reasons they don't understand us is, is their coding structure. So they're called SIC codes, Standard Industry Codes, SOC codes, Standard Occupational Codes. And these codes are critical to government understanding revenues, where those revenues come from, and, and who, who brings in those revenues. And if we, if we can get to a point that, that globally we all have the same SIC and SOC codes, then we become instantly recognized. So when something like this happens again or something else happens, the government will see us and go, well, that is, that's what, that's what that £84 billion pounds is, is all about. That's where it's coming from. Um, because because right now they, they they can't really put it together because it's so badly organized from from a from a coding point of view. So that's really important. People will never stop needing support and charities and money 
So we'll continue to, 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 to raise funds there. And we'll also continue to recognize and acknowledge the work, the energy, the effort that people put into We Make Events by trying to keep it alive and giving it an opportunity to breathe and have its own space and something like the Plaza Show. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a truly incredible campaign and uh you know we thank you so much for for taking time out of your your incredibly busy schedule to to join us to join us and have a chat today um we wish you all the very best with the show um and again wish you all the very best with we make events it's uh it's a hugely important campaign and uh i think the 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 entire industry has has really valued it so uh thank you and, and the rest of the team there for all of the work that you've put in but um yeah it's been it's been fascinating and, and a pleasure catching up with you Thank you very much for the opportunity and just a reminder for everybody out there, don't forget to come and see us September the 5th to the 7th. We look forward to seeing you then. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.